Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to an episode, another episode. This is episode 14. Debuting over the phone with me, I've got rapper David A.K., but he's going to explain the last name, and we're going to get David to talk about his new body of work music. We're going to get to know David, and David is going to explain, well, he's going to give us a little bit of his opinion on the hot topics and questions that I have. We're going to talk about the BET Awards from the other day, and we're going to get his opinion on it. So I'm going to throw the floor to David A.K. to introduce himself. What is up, guys? My name is David Akinyami, or you can just call me King David. My last name is pretty difficult to pronounce, so I just tell people, call me King David. That's my artist name, perhaps. So... And I'm super excited. Let's get into this. All right, let's get in. So let's get to know you of how you got into music because you are a hip-hop artist. And, you know, you and I have a connection because I do a radio station, listeners, and David came in and the connection was just off yes. the wall. We both <laughs> have similar experiences, you know, growing up in church and then, you know, being judged if we listen to secular music. <laughs> and then, you know, the church thinking you're going to hell if you put on a Kanye West song. When we're going to talk about <laughs> Kanye West today, too. So <laughs> you can just explain how you got into music, your journey, and you are also a pastor's son, too. Yes, sir. That is correct. I would say that's one of the major things that helped us establish that connection right from the start. But to talk about my journey into music, I would say it's something that has been breeding up for a long time. And it just took a series of events for me to come to that realization to say, this is what I actually want to do in the long run with my life. So, of course, growing up in the church, being exposed to gospel music was nothing new. It was almost second nature, especially on Sunday. So that is where I would say the initial crafting of my musical knowledge and background came from. And also going into high school and middle school, I got exposed to a lot of different styles of music, such as the hip hop and rap, especially in R&B. That's when I started to find out more about people like Lil Wayne, about Drake, about those kind of people, Eminem and whatnot. And it was from there that I initially wanted to become a producer because I had that crafty mentality that I wanted to see. I wanted to organize the back end of the music. I wanted to create the bread so that the artist could then put his meat and tomatoes or whatever inside for us to collaborate and make a massive hit record. But then eventually I said that I wanted to take that extra step to fill in the role of the artist too. Because it was something I was scared of doing. I mean, I realized that there was no reason for me to be scared to do that. So I gave it a try. And I realized I actually enjoyed it a whole lot more than being a producer. And when I did that for a bit more, it became more fun. And I started releasing and writing and producing my own music. And here we are today. King David was born. Yes, yes. And listeners, <laughs> don't worry, he's going to open up more. We'll have him back on the show. But I really wanted to have him here on the show over the phone to explain some of these hot topics but i'm gonna get to hot topic number one because we were talking even before about kanye west and as me and david explained we were both raised in the church now kanye west has last year as you 
heard, listeners, he decided to give up secular music. He doesn't want to sing about anything secular no more. Now, he released an album or EP or LP last year called Jesus is King. It got a lot of mixed reviews from people. Some praised him for it. I know the gospel and the Christian community praised him for it, saying, congrats, you know, you're coming to know Christ. Some, you know, said, nah, he's just using it for his own political gain. He's got, he's hiding behind something and watch, he'll go right back to secular music. (laughs) So... I wanted to get David's opinion. Now Kanye West has released another single, a new single, Washed in the Blood, featuring Travis Scott. Now, first of all, and this is, I'm coming from a neutral side. Should Kanye West even be working with a secular artist, David? Mm. I would say based on his background and his track record, especially his unique relationship with Travis Scott, it will be very difficult with them also being one of the heads in good music for him to just completely cut artistic ties with all the different artists, especially those under him, which is why we still saw the likes of Pusha T still working with him on his album, the likes of Ty Dolla Sign, who is a frequent collaborator with him, still working with him on Jesus is King. And of course, Travis, who has been a longtime protege of Kanye, for him to just come and say, well, Travis, you're a secular artist. I'm saved now. I cannot make music with you anymore. I guess it's one of those relationships that he doesn't want to put in an awkward scenario. So I do like the approach that they took, that he's still taking the secular artist and making sure that the content of what they have to say still fits along the path of what the message he's trying to put across which I feel they did a respectable and commendable job of doing that on this song. So I, I would say it was it was a risk he was willing to take, but I, I feel like it was a sensible risk, a decent or healthy risk to take. Do you yeah. like the song? Do you like the new song with him <laughs> and Travis Scott? Do you think it will be relatable for teeny boppers or for the young people or no? What's your take on the new song? Lovely. So, first of all, without even listening to it, with the fact that Travis Scott, who is my favorite artist of all time, was on the song, automatically it was going into my playlist. That was a fact. <laughs> but <laughs> Kanye songs have always been known for their stellar production, which I feel was amazing on this song. It was pretty unique, but still very bouncy and boppy. Still a really nice and catchy tune. So, yes, I would say, in its elements of just music alone, it was a really good and enjoyable song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you worry that Kanye West might lose his secular fan base because or fans in general? Because now that he's turned the righteous road and he's saved and he's delivered Kanye's words, apparently not judging. But do you (laughs) believe that he will lose his fans? Mm. So I would say in terms of the kind of fans, especially, and I did mention before how I was saying that even if he was to make such a transition at this point in his career, which I felt was the perfect time for him to do so, owing to his track record, if any fan was to say they wanted to dissociate themselves 
from anything else he had to offer. They still had a massive discography of Kanye West songs they could fall back on, which could work out well for them. But this is the way I see that it could fall in two ways. Fans who love what he has to say, especially in terms of the content, lyrics, or whatnot, and the fans who just love his style of music. I don't think drastically he's changed his style of music so much. You still see a lot of elements he used in his previous songs, especially in his newer gospel songs too. So fans who enjoy that, they should still stay as fans. And I guess people who, unless you're strongly opposing what he has to say, those are the ones who I see will probably be lost as fans of Kanye. So I think he's still in a safe position, in my opinion. I mean, Very safe <laughs> I mean, when Kanye West started, I was 18 years old. He had Jesus walks. What? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Jesus walks. God show me the way because the like, devil's trying to break me down. Yeah. And people are related and adapted to that. But I think people were shocked when Kanye West just you know, took a dive into the back into the gospel roots because he did do gospel before. And then yes. next thing you know, he becomes a Trump supporter. I'm just <laughs> worried about that he could lose his fans. People might get tired of it. Mm. I'll say yes. In terms of who his personality, let's say taking him away from his music, his personality alone could, yes, cause a lot of people to want to distance themselves from him. And I've seen that a lot, especially amongst my friends, where their major argument is always that Kanye is unstable. Kanye is too unpredictable. He's weirdly spontaneous. He makes some very rash decisions. I don't like him as a person. Rarely have I really seen anybody I know say, his new music, I don't enjoy it so much that I want to stop listening to him altogether. Which is why I would still hold that opinion that if we're just judging based off his music, that I don't feel that would be enough to lose him a lot of fans, but him as a person and the kind of things he's likely to do, yes, I guess you could say so. Would you be okay? This is a question, <laughs> and the listeners, before we move on to other hot topics, what if okay, Drake and Kanye kind of drop their beef and work on like a gospel song together? Do you ever see that <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I won't lie to you, <laughs> but it would be a stretch. I'll, I'll, I'll be all ears for that. Honestly speaking, <laughs> I would love to hear that. I mean, I would have never imagined having Travis Scott on the song called "Wash in the Blood" or "Wash Us in the Blood." So, anything is possible. It's 2020. That's all I can say. Hey, remember for the gospel <laughs> fans? Okay, for the gospel fans that listen. Remember Nicki Minaj was thrown on to Tasha Cobb's um, I'm getting yes. ready to see something uh, I never seen. Never seen. Yeah. And yes. she, Tasha Cobb's received received a lot of backlash for that. Yes, she, she really did. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad but for her. The, but you know what, though, David? Yes. A lot of people are acting like this is new. We've seen secular artists work with gospel artists before, but why are people acting like this is new in 2020? Hmm. And that's a really good question. I've always wondered why people are surprised by that because sometimes I see that as nothing more than intergenre 
features or collaboration, like someone jumping, let's say Drake coming up in 2016 and deciding to start doing genres like dancehall or house or <laughs> Afro pop or whatever he's doing. Lots of people might say, oh, like Drake jumping into doing drill or UK kind of music. I see that as nothing more than that. An artist coming up and saying, I want to do something completely different. I'm stepping into unfamiliar waters. And it's going to be very awkward for people to see. But I think it's just a natural human response. Yes, in some cases, it might have been very exaggerated. In some cases, it could have been justified. But I feel like regardless, no matter how many times we see it, whenever it happens, there will always be a strong backlash because... We're just, we just can't become immune to that, to such drastic change, I guess. Do you think they'll ever work? Like, will there ever, like, be peace between gospel artists and secular artists? I mean, Lecrae, for example, working <laughs> with Ty Dolla Sign, Lecrae working with YK Osiris. Yeah, I, I didn't even see that coming, to be honest, but <laughs> it's always nice. It's always nice when I see stuff like that happening. I think so long as they're able to establish a good relationship between themselves. I'm talking about the artists together. And they're coming together for mutual benefit for both of them. They agree on the values of what they want to talk about in the song. I see no reason why it shouldn't happen more often. I mean, some people generally, for example, don't even like Christians as a whole. Some people don't like the whole brand of gospel altogether. That is fine. But I feel like there are a lot of secular artists who maybe might have even been brought up on a gospel background and they want to touch back into their roots a bit or might be indifferent to whatever gospel image is out there and they can work with pretty much anyone. Or maybe actually do like the people in terms of the personalities that are in the gospel music industry and might want to work with them. So I'll say, yeah, there's a lot that people don't know in that regard, but they favor them, there's a possibility they could favor them very often. Okay, so quickly, Lecrae, actually, I'm, I'm speaking about Lecrae, though, too. Lecrae yes. said he didn't want to be called a Christian rapper no more. What's your take on that? Hmm. I feel like that's coming from a place of, I would say, an umbrella put over him, or a tarp put over him, or a mask put over him. He wants to be in a position where he can still practice his faith and express himself and get some certain messages that he wants to get across without having to feel like he's locked up into this cage, per se. I think that's what he's really trying to avoid. But if people just look at it on face value, sometimes people might be deceived to think, well, he's being a rebel child, but at the same time, he's trying to take the stand for gospel, or maybe he's trying to backlash against it. Some people might find it very confusing, like he's not picking a side, which I think that's actually what he's looking for. He's not trying to pick a side. He's trying to do his own thing and supports what he feels should be supported without having limitations being put on him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what listeners... These are topics right now. Yes, this show is Let's Talk Hip Hop R&B 
gospel, reggae, etc. Actors, actresses. So maybe in the future again we'll have David talk from the gospel side because him and I can talk all day about gospel musicians. Hundred percent. We're gonna transition now a bit. Don't worry. In the future, hold that. David will come back and we'll get get him to break down more of Lecrae. I have more questions from even, we'll talk about it in the future, listeners, and hold me to that. Ty Trebet's rant. I'm not talking mm. about it today, but we'll talk about that in the future. So, and David might be coming back again to break well. that down. So... Now, I wanted to get your opinion on the BET Awards, which was a couple of days ago. Best yes, male hip-hop artists. And you can either say they deserved it or they didn't deserve it. And what we mean, listeners, is maybe... It's not to say that they don't deserve it for the hard work. We're just saying if they agree, if he agrees, or he doesn't agree. So I'm going to call this segment Deserve It or Not Deserve It. <coughs> So I have best male hip hop artists. We have the baby. We have Drake. We have Future, Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, Travis Scott. Now the now this is for best male hip hop artists nominees yes. for the 2020 BET Awards. Now obviously the baby was the winner. Did he deserve it or did he not deserve it? I would say. Based on the standards that I've known of BET or BET Awards as a whole, I would say deserve it. Okay. And I can justify that. <laughs> so okay. I would say deserve it because, one, putting my bias for Travis Scott aside and my sentiments for the fact that he's never really won a whole lot of awards, even though he's been nominated for a lot. Putting that aside, I would say the baby has had more of a cultural influence especially owing to his personality as a person. He is a character altogether. Everyone can agree to that. He brings that fun, vibrant, energetic side to his raps. And I would say he is able to come up with some really good bars, some really good lyrics, even though he's been very criticized on his flows and how he's not <laughs> tried to adapt to the whole lot. I think he's done a better job of that on his most recent body of work. So I would say compared to the other people in that pool, the only other person who I could have really said would have given the baby a strong run for his money would maybe be Roddy Rich, because those are two of the hottest names right now in that hip-hop pool. We're not talking about people who have had a long-lasting legacy like Drake or maybe Future or even Travis Scott, I guess, in the past few years. We're talking about people who are hot, hot, hot right now on the tip of people's tongues. Ruddy Rich is the only other person I would have genuinely seen giving him a strong run for his money. So I would say the baby still. Okay, so album of the year. Now this is where, well, you talked about Roddy Rich, and I'm going to explain Roddy Rich in a minute. Now, we have album of the year. Lizzo, Cause I Love You. <laughs> Fever, Megan The Stallion. Homecoming The Live album, Beyonce. I Used To Know. Her, Kirk, DeBaby, please excuse me for being antisocial, Roddy Rich. And you just talked about Roddy Rich, and Roddy Rich was the winner for Album of the Year of the 2020 BET Awards. Deserved it or didn't deserve it? What do you think? 
Hmm. Looking at the pool of the other albums that were in that category, I would say it wasn't for me. This is just my own personal opinion. It wasn't a strong win, but it was a win nonetheless. I would say marginally deserve it. Okay. And it's the reason why I'll say marginally because you can easily argue for why he should have won that. Easily argue for it. And at the same time, it's still very controversial because there are many other projects too that I would have put my money on easily. A lot of the people will vouch for the baby too and say, yes, Kirk was a great album. Only that for me, <laughs> listening to a the baby album altogether compared to a Roddy Rich album, I'll much rather listen to a Roddy Rich album. That's just my own opinion too, <laughs> because I'll say it's a lot more diverse. It's a bigger range in terms of the styles he dives into which I feel gave him the win in this regard, too. But all respect to the other albums, too, that we made. Great albums altogether. Okay. But I'll still give it to Roddy Rich. Okay, so you're going to say deserve it. Yes. Okay, so here's my five-minute thing on this. The thing, with <laughs> Ro- the thing, though, is I love Roddy Rich. He's been blowing up the charts like crazy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I would give him album of the year. And right now, I think that's too soon to give a new artist for album of the year because Roddy Rich has only had two singles, The Box and High Fashion. And maybe I'm biased to base it on two singles. I don't think it's fair to give album of the year based on one singles or two singles. You know what I'm saying, David? Yeah, yes. I see what you mean. Yeah, I I don't think so. So... (sighs) I don't know, because album of the year is very hard. Lizzo worked extremely hard, but then Lizzo only has one... I still think Lizzo's going to be a one-hit Wanda that we will only know her for... uh, Truth hurts. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's the only thing we're really going to know her for. And... Viva Megan the Stallion, maybe, okay, I would give her hip-hop album of the year, maybe. Mm, I, you know, yeah. Beyonce, the Homecoming Live, no, I wouldn't even, mm-hmm. no offense. I didn't even talk about it. Beehive <laughs> people, don't come after me, Beehive people. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to give her that. Kirk, DeBaby, you know what? I'm not really a DeBaby fan, <laughs> but... I would actually give him album of the year. Her, I still am trying to know. I think this is very an unfair putting R&B and hip-hop artists together for yes. album of the year. I think it's so unfair. What do you think of that, David? Do you think it's I, a... I think so, too, because for me, hip-hop is a lot more, of course, mainstream than R&B. And R&B is a more niche genre, more specific to a particular taste that people like, even though it's it's a amongst the mainstream of the niche genres, the specific ones, but it's like that R&B album has to blow your brains out before you can strongly say yes, this can compete strongly with the hip hop album. That's the way I see it. Yeah. So if you have a seven over ten R&B album and a seven over ten hip hop album, the seven over ten hip hop album is gonna win. Yeah. That's just the way it's always going to be. And hip-hop will always be more dominant than R&B, and it seems like hip-hop still is more dominant than R&B. Like her, no offense, I do like her, but I still... 
there's still something missing with her. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Like, I like her. Don't be, like, I'm not trying to be shady, but yes. I think there's still something missing with her. No offense. Or maybe it's just this category why I just don't like that BET put album of the year, all these people in one setting. But, okay, for my for deserve it or not deserve it, Roddy Rich, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a not deserve, you don't deserve it, and I'm going to say, please listeners, don't hold me to this, I'll give it to DaBaby. DaBaby, fair, <laughs> fair. I will give it to DaBaby. DaBaby, I mean, I'm not really a DaBaby fan, but I love his personality, and as I was yes. explaining to David, I think he has an amazing personality. He's a fun guy. You can sit, you can talk to him, you can probably look at pictures of him wearing the diaper and running around <laughs> all over hilarious. the place. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Okay, not deserve it, David. Are you going to kill me for saying not deserve it? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I did say that it was a very marginal, marginal deserve it for me. It wasn't a strong mm. deserve it. So yes. that's what I would, I would say. I see where you're coming from. That's okay. fair. And listeners, I mean, you can weigh in too if you want to, what do you call it? Send me an inbox on that. You can send me an inbox on you think deserve it or not deserve it. I don't think Roddy Rich deserved, didn't deserve, oh, sorry, now I'm losing turn of that. I don't think Roddy Rich deserved album of the year. I don't think so. And as again, I said, based on one or two singles, I think it's unfair to give an artist album of the year based on one, two, one or two singles. And I don't like this category at all. But congratulations to Roddy Ritchie, won Best New Artist of the Year. That was deserved. But then again, I don't like that category. He was up against Dan Lay. Like, how are you up against Dan Lay of Best New Artist? And I get that's the Best New Artist too, but Dan Lay is still, there's something missing about her, too. So, you know what I'm saying, David? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. he deserved the best new artist. And there was one more category he won, and I forget. But he won best new artist and, yeah, album of the year. That's what he won, best new artist and album of the year. So, I'm going to do a final one now. And this... We're going to say best female hip-hop artist. Are you ready, David? Drum roll. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cardi B, Doja Cat, Lizzo, Megan The Stallion, Nicki Minaj, or Sweetie? So, I would say, this one I'll say is more confident answer for me. That I would say Megan The Stallion. And I can gladly take each artist one by one. As to why I can face off against Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. So, I always mention how for a long time I've been looking for Nicki Minaj's competitor in terms of the female hip-hop artist category. And on came the likes of Iggy Azalea and Cardi B came along too. And I was super pumped about that. Because it was someone different for a change. But now both of them have almost become household names. And it was like, who is going to be the next person to come up? And poof, up comes Megan Thee Stallion. And I particularly like her because she brings that energy 
brings the good vibes, the kind of person that I want to follow this person. I can see this person more as a role model, even though I guess she, a lot of people say she has that freaky nature about her. But it's almost in, I would say, a harmless way in that regard, if I was to put it with that, because that's almost been the cliche image of your traditional female hip-hop artist, you know, have that freaky nature about that. So look at the Nicki Minaj's, look at Cardi B's, that's not something that's new amongst them. But she almost does it in a harmless way, if I was to put it that way. And plus, she's a very, very talented rapper in my regard. I personally think she can rap better than Cardi B too. I would say she can give Nicki Minaj a run for her money as well. If you're just bringing it down to who can actually rap amongst these guys, she can rap too. She can hold a weight in that. And I think that everything else that those other two could do, she can do it well and even better. And she has a very solid following too. I mean, <laughs> look at Hot Girl Summer trend that she put up. I think that was a massive, brilliant initiative that she had going for her. And she's grown so much. And I love to see such people like that who've made such massive progress in their career. So I would say for her, she deserves this one right off the bat. Okay, so we're going to have yeah. Deserve. My take on that, Megan the Stallion, you get a Deserve. You are excellent. You're beautiful. Yes. You, what do you call it? You walk with confidence. You run like you own your craft. You don't explain yourself. You're just having fun. You're being who you are. You're not tearing down other women and versus Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> They're tearing down other women, fighting and beefing with other women. You're just, I love Megan the Stallion. I think she's amazing. I think she's beautiful. What do you think about her new song, by the way? Um, Girl, girl, girls in the hood. She took Easy yeah. E's song, sample, and sampled mm. it. But the daughter yes. wasn't happy about that. What is your take on that? I would say, personally, I mean, I do like that song. I'm talking about the original song, the Easy song, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, because I'm a huge fan of N.W.A. as a whole. Yeah. So I was shocked when I first listened to it, and I said, "Hmm, I wouldn't have seen this coming from her." But I would say it was it was a decent attempt. I wouldn't say it's something that blew my mind out. That, Whoa, she took this thing, flipped it off, and I would say it was more of a decent single for me. She didn't make it terrible, but it wasn't something that was outstanding. So it was kind of a safe rating, I'll give that song. Mm -hmm. But it was a nice, it was a fun thing to do. I mean, I always like to see a nice throwback, a nice throwback appreciation of the legends in the game. So... <laughs> It was now, fun. Now, do you agree with Easy es daughter? She clapped back at Megan the Stallion. No offense to Megan, she said, but she had a hard time even wanting to sample it, too. So how come Megan gets a pass to sample that song? <laughs> I mean, I would say people like Megan. Even if she was to do a terrible job with the song, people wouldn't hate her so much because people aren't on edge with Megan. Worst case, it will be like, oh, Megan, honey, bless your heart. I see where you're coming from, but maybe just stick to what you know best and continue with that. It wouldn't be, imagine someone like Nicki Minaj doing that and maybe butchering the song. Oh, people will come for her big time. <laughs> but because people do like Megan as a person, I don't think the backlash would be as aggressive. So I see where she's coming from, his daughter. It was coming from more of a personal place, which is allowed. But I feel we should still cut Megan some slack. I mean, 
it's okay to experiment once in a while. And it was a decent attempt. I see where she's coming from. Okay. So Megan the Stallion, the panel has agreed. Me and David have agreed. We're going to give you a deserve it. You deserve yes. the best female artist. Okay, so can I give an input for... Okay, Sweetie, I don't think should have been in that category. <laughs> I do not like her. I do not even... She's not relatable. Even when she was performing at the Hip Hop Awards in 2019 BET Hip Hop Awards, nobody yeah. was roaring for her, clapping for her. <laughs> She's just not relatable. What do you say to that, David? I would say, yeah. That's honestly the best way you can describe it. No offense. I mean, I'm not the kind of person who likes to just throw dirt at someone's hard work or their career or whatnot. Nah. Yeah, no offense, sweetie. No offense, sweetie. Uh, what do you call Rich, they, that's my type. That's my type. That song wasn't <laughs> even all that, and it still did well, but you're not relatable. Yeah, it's, it's just she's just one of those people that I see, and it's like, okay, she's just another name in the books. Yeah. Another artist. Yeah. Not someone that I'll stop and say, ooh. I'm a strong, diehard Sweetie fan. No, yeah. that's not the way I see her. But Sweetie, just... <laughs> Sweetie won't be remembered in 10 years. Like, no offense, Sweetie, <laughs> you're not going to be remembered in 10 years. Your song is not going to play, be played on the radio in 10 years. So I'm sorry to sound so harsh, Sweetie, but I really don't think you should have been up against Meg in the Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Lizzo, Doja Cat. All those people should have been there, but Sweetie should not have been there. Now, I'm going to get to my next point. Rhapsody and Polo G, their fans mm. think they were snubbed. What do you think? They didn't receive any awards. Should Rhapsody have been in that category with those women? I guess we could swap out Sweetie for Rhapsody anyway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Our panel has spoken, even though okay, so BET, if you're hearing this, you you should have put you should have put Rhapsody in there. But why do you think Rhapsody didn't get the nomination? I would say she just doesn't fit that if you look let's look at everybody else who is literally in that category. And I think it will become clear as to why someone like Rhapsody is not amongst those because she doesn't fit that traditional outlook of who your standard female hip-hop artist is. She is more of, you know, the rapper kind of person, the bar, someone that would actually come to you with the quality content that you're looking to hear from, not necessarily with the image of your bad girl, you know, bad girl from the block has her baddies coming with her, kind of person that's not who she is so because she doesn't fit that image it's going to become more of an acquired taste that you will have for someone like Rhapsody she's not a mainstream name as you will put it that way so that was kind of to her detriment but I will still give her kudos that she's being real with what she's doing she makes dope songs in my opinion and I would definitely swap her out to Sweetie. Okay. No offense. <laughs> I would too. I would too. Like I said, sweetie, and no offense, as again, me and David are saying, you did work yeah. hard. We're not bashing your hard work. We just don't 
think that you should have been nominated at all. Like, if you weren't nominated, sweetie, I w sweet, I wouldn't care. I would not care, sweetie. I would not care. I think Rhapsody should have been with those women, too. But their fans were very mad that Rhapsody didn't. Is it because of the song, David? Like, okay, she took a song, dedica a dedication to Tupac's mother, Athene Shakur, which she had passed away four years ago and which actually scary Tupac died in 1996 she died in 2016 both of them oh no she died June and Tupac died September 96 but they died 20 years apart from each other so do you think maybe the song just like for me with Rhapsody you got to be careful and you and I were talking about it you got to be careful as a new rapper when you sample Tupac's songs or any big artist's song and expect yes. it to do well. What do you think about that? It's a it's a very risky game to play altogether, as I always say about sampling. It's always strong hit or strong miss. There's rarely ever a middle ground where you sample something and people will just let it slide. Especially when it's someone like Tupac. I mean, what are you thinking? Now with Rhapsody, I will still give it to her. I would say she's the kind of person who has the potential to body tracks in general. She is a great rapper. But it's something that if it doesn't have a strong personal connection to you, this is just in general for any artist, try to stay away from it. It's not something everybody needs to touch. We have seen artists who have done extremely well without ever going into that world or REM or having to experiment with sampling. If it's not necessary, it's something that should just flow naturally. They should say, hmm, this song just has such a special connection with me. I want to sample this song because I want to pay homage to it. That's the only way once you want to go into that world. Mm, mm. I mean, when she took that song, I thought to myself, there was just something missing, you know? And then when she added that song, well, since when she added that part from Tupac, since we all came from a woman, like, I just think that it was horribly done, you know? Like, the, the Tupac's voice was horribly done, I think, in my opinion. But I would still give it to her over Sweetie. I agree with you with the panel. And do you yeah. agree with the panel? I would still give it to her over Sweetie. And again, Sweetie, no offense. We're just saying that you need to come a little bit better with your A game. Yeah. yeah. She needs to do something that would just make her stand out strongly, not just kind of be another name in the pool. Yeah. And now, now she's she's already got it. The fact that she's able to get this much attention from what she's done shows that if she just add that extra 1% or just add that extra pizzazz, something could just change dramatically in her career. And we've seen people do that before. Okay. So there's still time. Let's okay. see what she can do. All right. So we've, what do you call it? Our segment of deserve it or not deserve it. The breakdown of that. Now I wanted to get into Polo G. Polo G fans are mad. He got snubbed that he should have been out. Like he should have been, sorry, not out. He should have been in for best male hip hop artist. What do you think? Mm. This is where I'll say it's, it's a more difficult one for Polo G. And I do feel bad. I see the sentiment. But this is how I def I tend to compare it sometimes. 
let's look at the names who are in this category right now. Mm. Who would we swap out to put Polo G in there? Mm, let me let, look at my book. Let me look at my book <laughs> and see. So best male hip hop artists. Okay, the breakdown again. Yes. We had the baby future, little baby Roddy Rich and Travis Scott. But here's the problem. I wouldn't take any of those out, and I'm not exactly. even a future fan, but I wouldn't even <laughs> take future out either. So, you know, his fans are mad that he didn't get nominated for Best Male Hip Hop Artist. Do you think they should have put him in there with his, with all those men, or he should have been left out? Do you think I deserve it or not deserve it? Uh, <laughs> it's a very tricky one. I won't even lie. But... I would say, let, let's base it off these two facts. One, I'll still go with that point that, let's say we wanted to swap out someone. Hmm. From, he does deserve, let's just say, yes, he does deserve to be in that category. Okay. No doubt. That's He's pretend. done very well. Okay, let's pretend both of us say, okay, he does deserve it. Even though yes. me and David are saying no. But let's say, <laughs> who would we take out? Because DeBaby exactly. already won. Drake, you can't because then the six gods are coming after us and they're going to say, what? You don't think Drake, what do you call it, deserve that? Future. Okay, maybe we can take out Future, but then people will say, well, you can't hate on him. He had a good single. Yeah. Life is Good brought him back in a big way. Exactly. And apparently his album did pretty well too. I haven't even listened to it yet, but... I already did pretty well, all the same. Mm -hmm. And Future is also a household name, one of the pioneers, especially in this category. Well, not maybe not hip-hop altogether, but the hip-hop as we know it today, I would say he's one of the <laughs> major household names in that regard. So him dropping a project, it will be hard to take him out. Mm. Look at Roddy Rich, someone who won the best new artist. You're not taking him out of that. No, we can't take him <laughs> out. And Little Baby's another one, too. People will be very angry at us saying, why are we taking Little Baby out? So then, David, my question to you and for the panel, do we put Polo G in Best Male Hip Hop Artist? Or do we say he didn't deserve to be in there anyways? I'll say he did deserve. But based on the competition, we can put him in there. Okay. That's the way I'll summarize it that way. Okay. We can't. Now, yeah. David, now, David, I'll speak. We're still speaking about Polo G. His fans also, there are fans that are very upset with him, thinking that he sold his soul to the devil. Now, I talked about this the other day in a show. What would you say if some like a, a fan or a listener say, did you sell your soul to get your album at number two? <laughs> How do you respond to that? Mm. Each person determines that very differently. And that's where I'll need to get them to define what you mean by that. And just because of the confusion there is to that phrase or term, it wouldn't bother me as much because... If, let's say, I grew up in a gospel background, let's say it's my own specific situation, and I decide to start making very circular music, maybe I'm just talking about the general things, like making money, enjoying life, having a good time. An average Christian could come and meet me and say, David, you sold your soul to the devil because you're not talking about the things you should be talking about. That is one person coming from that perspective. Another person could say, well, 
based on the work you've put in, based on maybe the features you've been able to get, the quality of your music, realistically, it shouldn't make sense for you to get to that number two spot, but somehow you get it. Which means you must be pulling some strings behind the scenes, maybe in some spiritual aspect or with some brotherhood or fraternity somewhere that's making you do the impossible. That could be another definition of it. And there are many others that could follow in that light. So based on the fact that there's so many ways you could define that accusation, I feel like people like him have almost grown immune to that. Immune to that allegation. They don't even care about it again because it's almost like noise to them. Because if you're going to answer one, then you have to then answer another person according to their standards and then answer the rest of them in that like manner. Mm-hmm. Do you think he sold his soul, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, according... I haven't seen strong enough evidence. If I was to say he did, then there's so many other people that I would say this person most definitely... I believe, if anything, according to my standards, someone like Lil Uzi has sold his soul a lot more than someone like Polo G. So I would say still for him, you know, I'll give him a pass in that regard. Was Lil Uzi yeah. Vert even nominated for anything? I didn't even see Lil Uzi Vert's name yeah. for anything. He wasn't even nominated. I think fans were very upset, too. He wasn't nominated for anything. That is very true. I don't... What, how did I miss that? Yeah, how did I'm we miss to... that? How did I miss that as the interviewer? Because <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert... And you know, I think I did see something that fans... He wasn't even happy he wasn't nominated. Yeah, I, I would be very disappointed with someone like him, especially especially because of all the hype that followed <laughs> the release of his album, Eternal Atik. All the hype, all the delays, everything that came with that, I would be very mad if, amongst all of that, I wasn't able to even just score a nomination. Forget winning an award, just scoring a nomination. Hmm. And it's not like I'm in a case like 6ix9ine where people are basically filtered me out of every single thing. They don't even play my songs on the radio. People want to kick me off the charts. Lil Uzi is an actual artist that people like. He has a good fan base, and he's been able to get a lot of hype around his name. So unless the BET wants to start judging based on the quality of his music and saying, well, his doesn't meet the standard of the other people we nominated, that's the only way I can realistically see him not being able to make that. And so you, I, I would say, yeah, it was a snub for him. It was a snub opinion. for him. And again, Polo G, we're going to say you don't deserve it, but if you were to deserve it, we would kick Future out. Okay, if Life is Good didn't come out, then I would have put Polo G in. How would how would you feel about that, David? Yeah, I would say for sure. Okay. I mean, someone like Future, that, that was a very, very popular song. It did it super well. So that's what, like you said, re-solidified him as that legend or the household name. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And by the way, Takashi 69 I will talk <laughs> about him in a future show. He, it's just to maybe I will do probably in the future a listener's perspective of Takashi 69 because every day there's something going on with him. And it's, I know the stuff about, you know, he was accusing radio stations of not picking up his song and accusing billboards of cheating the charts. Takashi 69 I just want to set the record straight. 
Nobody is cheating you. Nobody. Billboard charts. You can't. We can't cheat the songs. And I know this from experience in radio. It's by listeners' requests. So if they're requesting the song, we have to play it. So what Takashi Six Nine is talking? That's total BS, Takashi Six Nine. And I will talk about him in the future. But that is gonna wrap it up for that deserve it versus not deserve it now the final hot topic i wanted to ask you and this is the drum roll one is uh, little baby the next lil wayne of this decade what are your thoughts on that quickly yeah so i was going to say that it would be unfair <laughs> to judge both of them on the same standards because of how much hip-hop and rap altogether has changed to the way Lil Baby does it now, now today. You can all compare it to the Lil Wayne of 2005, not even 2010. It will be a very vast difference. So, judging by today's standards, since this is when Lil Baby is a lot more prevalent, well, I say he is the next Lil Wayne. I mean, we have to look at what made Lil Wayne <laughs> Lil Wayne in the first place. One, of course, is lyrical ability. This guy was a master at what he did. He was too good. Definitely a benchmark or a reference point for a lot of rappers, especially when I first found out about him. He had such a strong influence and even raising up some legends that we know today, such as Drake and Nicki Minaj. He has had that influence over those kind of people. Built up an empire then, Young Money, I'm not too sure about how Young Money is doing right now, but he built it at one point, which was solid for himself. And just as a cultural icon and a household name, we know him as a legend in that regard with the whole Carter series. I mean, I remember when Carter 4 came out. That was, that was an epic moment in my musical upbringing. And then looking at it now. So I would say Lil Baby is a person that's had a soft spot for me. I like him altogether. Let me just summarize it like that. I like him altogether. I like the package of Lil Baby. Mm. But I'll still say he still has a long way to go if he's going to get to that stage that Lil Wayne has gotten to. First of all, he's a good rapper, but he needs to, and I do like his recent song too. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I listened to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. He still needs to prove himself strongly. I mean, set himself apart in terms of his lyrical abilities. He still needs to be such a strong influence in terms of raising up other legends that he's mentored alongside himself. He needs to still build up his own empire. I know he's with quality control right now. Probably he needs to go start up his own label or something and build up a brand for himself that people will then spur out of that. And when he's able to just do those three things, then we can now bring him properly into the conversation and say, is he worthy to be called the next Lil Wayne mm. in that regard. So right now, me and David are going to say no. Not right uh-uh. now. The panel uh-huh. has spoken on that. Not right now, Lil Baby, but you got a long way to go before we can give you the Lil Wayne title. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, 100%. so what do you want to say to upcoming new artists, let's say, that want to be on the Billboard charts? They want to be a Roddy Rich. They want to be a DaBaby. They want to be a Drake. What's your message for them quickly? I would say a lot of it has to do with influence. Work on understanding how what you're doing right now 
is affecting people. If you're just doing stuff and then people, it's almost like a song that just passes by the ears. It's not something that they're willing to stop and listen to or actually invest your time into. Then work in doing research to see what catches people's attention. And altogether, work on your personality. Remember how we spoke about the baby? How I was sold on his personality before I was even sold on his music, which was a fact. That is a major, major asset that could help you in the long run, especially if your music ends up being, if you end up being a one-hit wonder. If you're a great personality and people just like you as a person, you could last a lot longer than you need to, if I was put it that way. So do the things that not everybody else is doing. Craft your personality, craft your influence, have an identity that people can relate to. So I'll just summarize it. Look, let's look at all the people who are in the, let's say, best male hip-hop artist category. There's always something going for each and every one of them. The baby has a great personality. Drake has a city that he's creating an identity from, something he can easily associate himself with. Future has a long track record of songs, bangers upon bangers. One of the initial people who crafted this new trap sound, the modern trap sound that we know today. Lil Baby, a cultural icon, I guess, in the city of Atlanta as well. And he has his own group that he works with too. Roddy Rich, of course, has his ties with California and LA. You can link him to that as well. He's an upcoming, I would still say he's a more recent name, but has done a whole lot massively. Uh, you know what? Who I forgot, sorry to interrupt you, Travis Scott too was in that category, best male yes. hip-hop artist, and we wouldn't take him out as well too. We're not going to take him out. Nah, never. I would never take out Travis for anything. <laughs> not in a million years. And of course, Travis just, he has such a unique sound that I'm yet to see someone replicate that the same way he's done. So you can always see each person has that one thing that sets them apart. That's what, if you want to make it to such a stage as the BET, work on crafting that thing that will set you apart. And it will take you places. Mm, mm, mm. Now we're going to talk your music in the future, but if people want to get to know you, where can they reach you? Can you throw out your platforms and your future single and your future, well, sorry, your past EP? Mm. So... Good. My name is King David, first of all, K-I-N-G-D-A-V-I-I-D, and my Instagram is david.a-k-i-n-y-e-m-i. I always like to spell it out clearly so people don't miss, go follow someone else. And, of course, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, and, of course, SoundCloud, too, if you just search up King David and SoundCloud as well, or on Spotify or Apple Music. You can find all my music there. And of course, my previous EP, which I spoke about with Donovan, was my Black on Black EP. And I do have another one coming up soon in August. Mm. So that is another interesting one. Should I say the name or should I just leave that? You know what? You know (laughs) what, David? We're going to have you back on the show, I promise, and we can talk about that. So, listeners are going to have to wait in, and I will have you back in August, and we'll talk about his music and get to know him. But he's our guest for today, breaking down our hot topics for the end of June. This episode was published. Uh, This is episode 14, and I really want to thank David A.K. again for debuting. Thank you so much, sir. 
No problem. It's always a pleasure, sir. I enjoyed it. And any final things you have to say quickly in closing? God bless you and stay jiggy always. God bless. <laughs> All right. That is it. Again, I want to thank you for listening. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Donovan LaCroxy on Instagram. That's D-L-A-C-R-O-X-I. You'll see me with a blue suit. Kind of like a blue, um, well, you know how it is. You'll see me with a blue <laughs> tie and looking all nice, light skin, you know. <laughs> I want to thank David again. I want to thank the listeners for listening, and that's going to do it. Take care.